Welcome to the 106th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore of the Land Stewardship Project. Jim and Allison Deutsch have had a hectic couple of years. Since graduating from the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings course in 2006, a 30-something couple has bounced around from farm to farm under various rental arrangements. While taking the Farm Beginnings course, which emphasizes business planning, innovative marketing, and goal setting, the Deutsches learned how other farmers in the region were producing crops and livestock profitably, utilizing alternative methods such as rotational grazing and organics. Jim and Allison eventually settled on raising hogs in humane, deep straw bedding systems for the drug-free natural market. However, Jim and Allison had a difficult time finding farmers who would rent them land and facilities for a livestock operation. In fact, they found established conventional farmers in rural communities not particularly positive about the future for beginning farmers such as themselves. They also found that it was difficult to buy a farm all in one piece, that is, one that hadn't already had its facilities and equipment sold off or overworked to the point where they were unusable. But the Deutsches gained inspiration from the innovative farmers they had met through Farm Beginnings. These farmers served as an informal support network for the young couple, offering encouragement and practical advice on how to launch a career on the land. Jim and Allison kept searching the region for a farm they could move their hog enterprise onto permanently. In March 2010, the Deutsches' patience paid off when they bought a 160-acre working farm in western Wisconsin. The farm has solid buildings that can be used for raising livestock like hogs, and as part of the deal with the family that sold them the operation, the young couple was able to buy field cropping and other equipment that had been used on the farm recently, and it was in decent shape. This allowed the Deutsches to begin farming immediately that spring. A little over a year after selling down on their new farm, I visited Allison and Jim and got a tour of their operation, which besides hogs that they market to Nyman Ranch and directly to consumers, includes chickens. They also raise their own livestock feed and bedding on the farm and produce squash for the wholesale market. Allison and Jim talked with me about how important it was to be able to buy a whole working farm with the facilities and equipment intact and how good communication with their lender has helped them get established and make plans for the future. Being able to buy all the equipment with the farm, I don't think we would have been able to do it otherwise because that would have meant searching for equipment uh, and that takes a lot of time. So we had everything here. We didn't have to go and look for it. We knew what we had. We could come up with a plan for putting our crops in with the equipment that we had. So it was just a matter of learning a new set of equipment and just going to putting our crops in it, and we were able to plan for both. Just all the time that it takes. I mean, like you said, we moved here the last week of March. The wheat went in the ground the last week of April, and with moving and, and setting up for livestock in that month, we there was no time to look for equipment or, or facilities for the pigs. Um, we had to have it all here ready to go, ready to start making money right away. One of the other things we talked about was you you really spend a fair amount of time doing business planning and kind of looking at the books and, and really planning ahead and actually at the end of the year kind of looking at what worked, what didn't, kind of what you did, kind of, you said, kind of creating almost a storyline of how things went. And that's really helped you figure out where you're going and what you might need to do in the next year to prepare. But also it helps with your lender that they appreciate that as well. Yeah, I mean, we take a lot of records. We keep um, records on everything we do for all the crops and all the animals, day-to-day activities. And then at the end of the year, we can see what worked and what didn't, what made money and what didn't 
how to to continue on with what is successful and how to change what isn't. Obviously, that's that's important to a lender to have confidence in you that you're you're going to pay attention and learn from your mistakes and to continue on with what what is working and to change what isn't and to to be on top of it to know that before the day that something fails to know when you need to make changes. One of the other things that I know you guys have had to, kind of had to adjust the way you're raising the hogs here for now temporarily because you had some flooding and some pastures and you set up a new building and all that. I guess you've had to been flexible, it sounds like. You really had to be flexible in the last uh, year or so. But now that you've gotten established on a farm that you actually own, what are some of the, I know you haven't had a whole lot of time to think about this, but what are some of your goals here in the next couple of years as far as what what you're going to be doing with the operation? Our uh, goals here for the next next few years or near future is is to get uh, things set up and and running. We're going to have the advantage now that we we know that we won't be moving. In the past, we've always known in the back of the head we have to prepare to maybe move. Now we can start to set some plans up the long term, and some of those long-term plans are to have a complete system here on the farm of growing all of our own feed for the livestock, a complete cycle of nutrients with... uh, manure from the livestock and so everything that we take off of our land we can put put back on it we really need to get things set up so we can take a day off every week because right now that that isn't an option one of the things you guys ran into you said when you first were showing an interest in farming was a lot of negativity and that that can be just as much of a barrier as lack of funds or or lack of facilities or whatever maybe if you could talk a little bit about how important that is maybe to run into some people who are realistic about the challenges but aren't saying, well, there's just no way you can do it. It sounds like you were able to run into some farmers after running into some of that negativity who were a little bit more positive about getting beginning farmers established. That's been the biggest, the the most positive thing um, from the Land Stewardship Project for us has just been the network of farmers that are positive and that are realistic and that are willing to help a young person get started and not see us as uh, some kind of threat. And that's often the perception um, in the conventional farming world. So many people, um, existing farmers from LSP, have, have helped teach us everything about, every, everything we've learned about crops, livestock, organic, and just have been willing to share their time and energy to teach us and to be positive. And, and that is the reason that we've gotten started farming. So that, that's been the, the biggest help. Without that, we wouldn't have made it. This kind of leads me to that whole idea of kind of community involvement and in, in that what we've found through Farm Beginnings and other beginning farmer programs is it's not enough to just get somebody started in an area, but they kind of have that community, they need that community support. You guys are direct marketing in the area, and that would seem to be one way to build community support. But are you starting to see, either through other farmers in the area, other young farmers, as well as established farmers, but also other businesses in the area, are they starting to maybe appreciate that it's to their benefit to support beginning farmers in, a, in an area like this? I think uh, when we use some of the businesses in town, they're starting to starting to realize that it is a advantage to have beginning farmers in an area because they see that we're farming full-time and the amount of business that we bring to the businesses in town. We spend a lot of a lot of dollars on a, a farm our size locally and that uh, hopefully they can realize that the more people they add to land that it just helps the whole area. <laughs> 
more information on LSP's Farm Beginnings program, see www.farmbeginnings.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening.